Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can hear us every day from 1 until 4, and then uh, after 4 o'clock, you can hear us on the uh, podcast at the iHeartRadio app or the KFI site, and uh, it's called John and Ken On Demand. Good name for it. The money's back. Keyword. About 15 minutes from now, you'll hear the keyword and follow the instructions. You could win $1,000 in the KFI cash refill contest. Well, a story we're not going to let go of, and we had the second Riverside County Sheriff's deputy killed in the line of duty in just two weeks. Friday afternoon, Deputy Darnell Calhoun was answering a domestic violence call. It turned out to be a child custody case, and uh, he was shot as he approached the home in question in an area of Lake Elsinore. And Steve Gregory, of course, has been covering this story since it broke Friday afternoon, and he's here with a further update. The suspect is Jesse Navarro, and he was shot by a cop. Right. And is still in the hospital. So what do you know? And that's precisely why we don't know anymore, uh, because I found out that he remains in critical condition, unconscious, and um, they cannot book him yet. And we're not going to get any information or details on this guy until after he's been officially booked. Where was he shot? You know, don't know where he was shot, but in critical in critical condition, you know, it's either got to be center mass or in the head, you know, and something like that. So yeah. I um, so he's either got to get out of the hospital or die before we find out more well, on this no, guy. Or? If he's conscious, is if he gets in, if he's cleared by doctors, because it, there have been times before when someone's been booked in a hospital. While they're there, but he's got to be conscious and aware of what's going on, or that's a violation of his Miranda rights. 
So um, they're waiting for him to, to be cleared, basically. And then detectives, they've got to be able to speak with him because apparently they haven't been able to interview him or talk with him. And at that point, then they'll be able to officially book him. But um, until then, we're not going to get any vitals on this guy, nothing about who he is. What's his prognosis? Do they think he's uh, still critical? But if he's still critical today and he was critical on Friday, I don't know if he's in a coma, a medically induced coma, whatever the case is. But all I know is that he still remains in critical condition and unconscious. So we don't know anything about his criminal history yet. Because um, when we started doing some background on it and checking... There's way too many Jesse Navarros in the system. Yeah, of, I found one, but he's age 44, so I think yeah. I got the wrong one. Yeah, so he was, he was in Corcoran State Prison, I found one. This guy's 42. Yeah, yeah so even trying to pare that down, um, it's hard to figure it out without middle names, middle there, initials. There, there and, are a lot of bad Jesse Navarros out there. Uh, huh? Apparently so. So um, it's a tough one to do, and we don't we can't get this wrong. So we got to be get you know for us we have to make sure we have to make sure it, it, it lines up with who this guy is and who the sheriff's department officially identifies. That's Is anybody that's talking in this Navarro house that he was in when he came out and shot the deputy? Anybody no, in there saying anything? Not to my knowledge. And in fact, uh, the Calhoun family has finally released a statement. Now they're speaking publicly for the first time, and they're doing it through the sheriff's department in the form of a, of a statement. Now, uh, there is that uh, memorial vigil tonight at 6 p.m. in front of the Lake Elsinore Sheriff Station. And then there was one tomorrow in Murrieta at the uh, square, the town square amphitheater. And that one presumably will be attended by the family because that one's more about um, the Calhoun's parents and the family because they are business owners there. Um, so, but the uh, release is, as, as, you, as you might expect, from a family going through this kind of a situation. But uh, um, they're asking for privacy. And uh, so there's not much on, on that. And there's not much from Navarro's side of the family, and, and, and certainly there's been nothing from the, the mother of the children that was the subject of this uh, discourse that, that caused the shooting. She this, was, uh, she this was... drone video, Steve, you talked about, the mm-hmm. drone that captured some of the aftermath after the shooting. I thought I read somewhere that somebody came out of the house and tried to shield somebody. I don't know whether or not they were trying to help the deputy or they were trying to... Well, we had been told that there were people that were help, uh, attempting to help the deputy, but by then, um, you know, backup had had arrived. Um, but we don't. You can't really tell from the drone video what condition Calhoun's in. You can't really tell the severity of the situation from that drone. And there's no audio. There's no commentary. So, um, but yeah, you know, we had been told that uh, bystanders had tried to lend aid, but by then he had already had backup there, and they were able to get him in a patrol vehicle and get him out of there he was not taken by ambulance he was taken by a patrol vehicle now you said navarro shot him from inside the house yeah from as he approached the house i was told he was he shot from uh a window or a door uh Uh something along those lines and when he was shot by other deputies responding where was he inside or outside that i don't know that i don't know yeah but but he was shot um like i said severely enough to where he remains in critical condition so uh, usually on something like that, it's either an artery of some kind, center mass, or head. So. No. Well, All Sheriff right. Bianco, I heard him speak again uh, about this, just saying once again, as you mentioned yesterday, that there are too many people like this out there now who have no respect for law enforcement, and they'll just do what they have to do to, to take action against any time uh, the cops come. Well, and we're just seeing this more and more. And the other thing, too, that, that Bianco is really touching on that I'm seeing more leadership in law enforcement touch on 
is this brazen disrespect for law enforcement all around, where people feel like they can shoot back at law enforcement now, just, you know, fight back, shoot back. Right, and they're justified. And they're justified. Because, because of all the oppression right, and, they and just, all the bad behavior that they claim police engage in. They dis- sure, they, and, they created a monster uh, two years ago. And they disagree with the cops, so they're, they decide they're going to fight against right. them because they feel like they're in the right. A lot, of groups, a lot of groups saying that's the righteous thing to do. Yeah, but, um, but they forget. In the, I mean, optics are one thing and the law is the other. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that you know, when you fail to, um, if you disobey a lawful order by a peace officer, that's illegal. And at that point, and most every cop manual that I know of says in there that use of force is authorized up to and including lethal use of force if it's deemed necessary to either get someone to comply or if there's you know imminent threat to life. But um, this is the thing I'm noticing now. And then a story I broke last week about the LAPD Chief Moore uh, banning the use of the thin blue line flag in lobbies. Did you realize no, I missed that one? Yeah, we're not big flag fans. So. Yeah, well, the the, <laughs> the point there. I saw the story. But, yeah. You know, well, the point. But and, that, I'm not going to fight over a flag. I know, but it, it is a symptom of what's going but, on. Yeah, and that's where I'm where, headed. Where with, the, yeah. the the the, the yeah. police pride is being disciplined because of one complaint. Most people aren't even right. aware of what that is. So, yeah, it's yeah. well, a lot of them you see it out yeah. there. But but I understand what you're saying. But and I only bring that up because that's part and parcel to what's going on where law enforcement's feeling attacked and they're right. feeling an overall sense of being attacked and when they have something that symbolizes their camaraderie or something that brings them together even if it's something as simple as a flag with a thin blue line in it to have that taken away from them on top of everything else it just completely erodes the morale of law enforcement this is why recruitment's at an all-time low not surprising yeah i mean honestly the attack on law enforcement uh, we saw this even before George Floyd went down. Remember, those police officers were killed a couple of years before that around the country. Well, the, well then one's being ambushed. A lot of them being yeah, ambushed. Yeah. 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 Uh, honestly. All right, Steve, thank you very you much it, for that update. Steve Gregory, KFI News, covering, of course, the big story out of Riverside County, where they lost two sheriff's deputies on duty in shootings in just two weeks. And they had not had an officer lost on duty like that since 2003. So it, you know, 20 years later... They get two cops in two weeks. We just learned, John, that tomorrow at this time, Sheriff Bianco will be our guest. All right. Sheriff Chad Bianco, because um, eventually, and I may take until this man can be conscious enough to understand the charges against him, we're going to find out if he's been in prison, what his track record is, because what we want to do here is keep an eye on the criminal justice system and the consequences of all the things they've been doing now for years. Good people have to push back. Because the, the bad people are ambushing and killing cops, and the attitude is, hey, anything goes now. The cops are bad. The cops are evil. The media has amplified that message for a long time. These awful groups that have made a lot of money by manipulating people's emotions, uh, and, and, and their, their central theme is that, that cops are murderers, right? And what do you have in leadership? You had Garcetti calling LAPD oh, yeah, killers, right. right? killers that they are, and, right. And while the flag thing might be minor, it is a sign even from L.A.'s police chief, Michael Moore, who was busy But taking, we knew that. He, he took a knee a few years ago. He took a knee a couple of years ago. It surprise me, right? But, right. but the public's got to say, enough of this. You don't no, wanna, they don't. You don't want to... Well, yeah, they don't. That's L.A., like most of California, seems lost when it comes to this stuff. It's just lost. So this is what We're you We're going to continue being the killers that okay, we are. Okay, yeah, we've heard that there we, <laughs> a million yeah. times. See, All right. In India yet? 
not that I know of. But Bass already took off for a mayor's conference because that's what they love. Karen Bass is out of town. I guess oh, the homeless I, crisis the homeless is not... Emergency yeah, over? the emergency's tamped down. She did her big yeah. appearance last week in Venice to <laughs> declare victory over a few homeless encampments, and now she's gone <laughs> to D.C. Okay. To be, because this is what they really enjoy, the glitz. No, 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 no. The glamour to be part of a big event, a mayor's conference. What they do is they plan out a couple of photo ops, and it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, victory in Venice. That's right. Let me and, go now. <laughs> and Right, and then you're... You're not going to hear anything. Probably not. No. I don't even know what they're working on. We knew that they're working on the Venice one because we've been in touch with your councilman there, uh, Tracy. But we don't, we don't know what they're working on next. That may be the only project. A lot of the other council people aren't interested. Well, speaking of the war on police officers, when we come back, we will talk about LAPD. Consider this for a moment. A 31-year-old Washington, D.C. teacher was tased by LAPD after a traffic accident. We'll give you all the details. They were trying to arrest him, and there were some problems with the arrest. He died at a hospital later. Here's the complication. Oh, my gosh. Keenan Anderson, the man that died, is the cousin of the Black Lives Matter co-founder. Right. There's a recipe for an explosion. (laughs) The woman who bought herself the $6 million mansion with the Black Lives Matter donations. That's right. All right, so we'll we'll go through that story and tell you what probably really happened. Uh, The keyword is next. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. All right, back uh, two weeks ago, uh, a 31-year-old Washington, D.C. teacher by the name of Kenan Anderson died in a hospital. He had an encounter with police which resulted in him being tased by the police officers. Uh, he is the cousin of the Black Lives Matter co-founder, Patrice Cullors. Somebody by the name of uh, Trayvon Free, a comedian and writer, wrote this. The LAPD murdered Keenan Anderson, a beloved high school teacher and father who flagged them down for help after a car accident. He was a threat to no one. He needed help. It cost him his life. The LAPD must be held accountable. Well, let's examine that tweet and give you, apparently, according to several media sources, what really happened that day when LAPD encountered this man by the name of Keenan Anderson. He was visiting L.A., and apparently an LAPD motorcycle cop went after him because witnesses flagged him about a traffic accident. They flagged down the motorcycle cop and said, there was a traffic accident. The man that we think caused it is running off. Could you please maybe go get him? So the police uh, said that he then tried to steal another car and then ran away and what they next had to do when they finally caught up with them was get them to comply they wanted him to just sit on the curb but apparently he wasn't having any of that either and then the whole situation became combative and they tased him and he died later at a hospital now at first he was running in the middle of the street acting erratically and Then when the police collared him, he was compliant, tried to flee, and ran into the middle of the street again. Additional police units arrived. They told Anderson to lie on his stomach. He ignored the instructions, so the officers pushed him to the ground and used their body weight to restrain him. Anderson started yelling, and they have body camera, audio, and video. They're trying to George Floyd me. He then was ranting incoherently. They threatened to tase Anderson and eventually activated the taser at least six times. However, Moore said there was only a single taser activation, that'd be the police chief, because the first attempts were ineffective, and there was a series of dry stuns. Yeah, dry stuns, which means nothing, I guess, happened. Right, Right. I guess nothing reached him. 
Man, and then he jolt. goes to the hospital, and four four hours later, he dies. Now they do uh, at least an initial toxicology report, and they found cocaine and marijuana in his system, but it also indicated narcotic consumption, and I guess those details have not come through yet. Correct. So he likely, based on his erratic behavior, and ranting incoherently was on something even stronger than the pot and the cocaine. Yeah, we wouldn't but know they, that until they complete all tests. But, no, no, but you see, what happens, and the template for this, and it worked really well, was the uh, Ferguson police shooting, Ferguson, Missouri, if you remember back in 2015, where there was one guy in the crowd who went to the news stations. I remember MSNBC was prominent in spreading this. And he claimed that um, the cop shot, uh, what was his name, Michael Brown? Michael Brown. Michael yeah. sh- shot Michael Ferguson, Brown. in Missouri, yeah. Yeah. And, 2014 while, already. 2014. And remember, it was hands up, don't shoot. That Michael Man. Brown had thrust his hands in the air and said, don't shoot. And then this cop killed him anyway. It took months. And you had multiple investigations right up to the federal level. And every investigation said, no, that's not what happened. That was a lie. Michael Brown actually bent his head over and did a bull run at the cop and ended up taking the bullet at the top of the head because he was rushing with his head down towards the police officer, threatening the officer. That lie, though, spread and was repeated. Even long after all the investigations came out, I would still read New York Times columns where the writer would talk about the Michael Brown murder by the police. Hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, that don't shoot. That became the mantra for months after that happened. And, and then, I remember that. I, I, then I remember reading an activist was confronted about this, and he said, well, maybe the specifics are not true, but it serves a larger truth. Oh, there we go. And I thought, all right, this is how the game is played. What you want to do first thing is to get your story out, right? Even if it's false. And even if it's proven false later... People are only half paying attention. Nobody cares anymore. And the larger truth, the larger cause was served. And so now you have, that's a, that Black Lives Matter really, really blossomed after the Michael Ferguson case. And now Patrice Cullors, the cousin, you know, last seen, she had spent millions of dollars of BLM donation money on a mansion. There have been several mansions purchased. So now you know what, that's about, right? And a lot of yeah. these organizations, that's what it's about. Raise money, manipulate people. There's a lot of wealthy, white, woke people out there who are willing to throw money at BLM. It makes them feel better. They don't particularly care if the money goes for a mansion. Hey, that's, that, that's a great business. The LAPD released the body cam footage of this encounter. When you look at this and the timeline, it was really just one officer at the beginning, and he was ordering Anderson to sit on the curb, and he was mumbling Somebody's trying to kill him. I didn't mean to. He complies, but then he ignores the officer, keeps talking, moving around. So the officer calls in additional units. And then he says he needs water. Oh, we'll get you water. But then he runs away and out into traffic. The the officer says, please come back. He does not. And then they run him down with a motorcycle cop. And then they get a little more assertive on him because now he certainly is not compliant. We don't know what killed him, right? He went off to the hospital. And it was four hours later that he died. So there's right. there's this implication that the police did something to kill him. 
there's no evidence of that yet. But it doesn't look like they cut off his oxygen flow the way they did George Floyd. No, it was it, one it, hole it, put on him, but it, nothing serious. It may have been a single taser blast. Now we have to wait for the narcotics report. But my point is, they tried to follow the same pattern. This this Trayvon Free goes on Twitter and makes, first of all, a beloved high school English teacher and father. Well, I don't know about you, but my father didn't run around, whacked out on cocaine and pot and God knows what else, running away from the police, acting erratically, yelling it coherently, getting into a car accident. My dad didn't do that. I noticed the L.A. I, I knew I, I was aware of the incident at first. And then suddenly I read the L.A. Times and it was a headline about a teacher. And that yeah. got my attention. It's like, oh, now he's a beloved teacher. Okay, no longer was he the raving maniac running from the scene of an accident, disobeying the cops, and whacked out on at least cocaine and pot. Suddenly, Apparently at one point he yelled, they think I killed CeeLo, the singer, CeeLo. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's some severe drug he's on. I mean, that, that could be meth. I mean, that, that's, that's nuts. So this does stop with the beloved teacher and father routine. But this worked. This started the whole modern Black Lives Movement with Michael uh, Michael Brown and, and Ferguson, and All so right. and, and of course the, you know the media amplifies this nonsense. Yeah, I'm watching this story too. It had a couple of good days, but now I think it's starting to fade, which is really where it belongs. I mean, it's a terrible thing that this man died, but you're right. I, this should not turn into LAPD killed somebody because that's not what happened. John and Ken KFI AM six forty live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. If you ever check out Open the Book Substack. It's worth it. Every now and then they have a really good story and you don't really hear it in most of the media. This one is about uh, Gavin Newsom's wife, Jennifer Newsom. We've talked about the representation project before. This is her 501c3 nonprofit. Her racket. Now, the headline in the story that it's out of compliance, meaning it hadn't filed its charitable paperwork. Uh, after this story ran, apparently within days, they are up to date now in their compliance paperwork. But uh, it is about uh, the money that they spend and the money that they take in. Now, the representation project is committed to building a thriving and inclusive society through films, education, and social activism. She uses media to challenge harmful gender norms and stereotypes by producing documentaries, and gender justice campaigns. Right. These are documentaries that nobody ever sees, but <laughs> it's a way to give her something to do. You know, yes, and look really cool doing it right. because, you know, I'm the wife of the governor. He's going to be president, right. and look what yeah. I do. Now, Jennifer Newsom is, is such and a— And we know she is, was a uh, struggling actress when she met up with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Right. Claimed she had to struggle with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, although that's a sign— she, I think she's just a, a gold-plated phony, and and is just a, a wannabe, and I think it's telling that she, her story about Harvey Weinstein wasn't believed by the jury. I mean, they they got they got convictions they against locked Weinstein, on her as well. yeah, but but she she couldn't she couldn't win over the whole jury with her story because right. I think I think generally people, a lot of people find herself to be, you know, a pretentious phony. And and certainly these these this this alleged, I don't know if you'd call it a charity. I don't know what you'd call this thing. It's a five hundred one c three. Technically, but, it's a charity or yeah, something. Well, yeah, like technically, that, it's a charity, but in, it's a nonprofit. In I practice, say charity. In practice, it's a vehicle for her to, um, 
Really? You raise her profile exactly, and say, yeah. I'm going to combine my experience in films along with real activist important right. issues of the day. Sure. They get I, most I, of their money by collecting charitable contributions, and then they sell licenses to screen their films. Actually, that's what, what they do. Which, yeah, and and where have you seen these films? And they have generated yeah, have ever, seventeen and a half million dollars in revenue since 2011. Did you? And take a guess where a lot of the money comes from. That's well, what's great that's about right. the story. The, the movie companies the, that want to do business with the state and news. The, the movies have not generated the revenue. No, no, the no. Re the revenue the re comes the re from corporate donations. Right. What I'm saying is these are not movies that anybody pays to see. Well, you don't see okay. this up right, on, 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 on a movie market. No, you do not. What they do is they try to get them into classrooms and schools and stuff to educate the children on gender issues. They're not <laughs> meant to get like Academy <laughs> do you, Awards. Do you think, do you think anybody, anybody in a classroom watches this? Well, did you see this that is... part in the story at Substack that some have found them offensive? Because they get a little graphic on uh, people who want to change genders and stuff like that, I guess. Yeah, right. I, I haven't seen any of these. Right. But, uh, this is the stuff that makes people pull their kids out of school is what it is. That's, uh, that's the, not what people send their kids to school for. The great chart that comes at the end of the story, company name. Oh, first one up is AT&T. Known donations to the Representation Project, 185 grand from 2017 through 2020. In 2020, AT&T Project Elation was listed as a major donor of at least $5,000 on the Representation Project website. Then the last column is amount received from the state of California in contracts, AT&T, $260,394,271. This is the thing. This is almost like a money laundering operation for Jennifer Newsom. Yes, she solicits donations from AT&T, Comcast, Kaiser Permanente, Planned Parenthood, BG&E. And in return, Newsom, Gavin Newsom, looks favorable on these government contracts for these companies. So there's a little bit of a kickback that goes to Jennifer Newsom. And then yes. she turns it into one of these fake films that nobody wants to see. And it, it's, it's a real racket. But Gavin is happy that these companies are giving his wife something to do all day. She's happy because it gives her a, an air of pretension that she's still in uh, the film industry and doing good works. And they have a and fundraising gala every year. It's called Flip the Script. Newsom's attended a few of them. That's where they really press the donors to hand over money. So here's, here's Kyber, Kaiser Permanente. She, they give $20,000 to uh, News, uh, uh, Jennifer Newsom's representation project. And a few other contributions. Later on, they get a contract for $172 million. <laughs> All right? Well, that's, that's a total, yeah. That's a pretty good deal for 20000 uh, seed money. <laughs> well, you know, you have to curry favor with the important people look, in government. Look, so. look at PG&E. PG&E's business model is murdering their customers by neglecting the maintenance of their electrical lines until it kills, you know, 100 people in a small town. So they go off and they burn 100 people to death. And in turn, Gavin Newsom protects them from the liability. Jennifer Newsom gets, oh my God, a $358,000 series of donations for her fake films. Eventually, PG&E gets $323 million in contracts from the state. Newsom was photographed several times with prominent executives and lobbyists during the 2022 gala including an AT&T vice president, uh, also a uh, senior vice president with something called Zoom Info, another executive director of the California Forward Action Fund, 
Yeah, so yeah. this is what they do. But, but you notice all these organizations, all these complicated names to make make people think that these are uh, socially aware, socially activist groups doing good works for the community. No, what they're doing is circulating tax money around. The tax money goes from Newsom to AT&T and PG&E. A little bit goes back to Jennifer Newsom. Some of it goes back to Gavin Newsom. He gives them more contract money. They give more to Jennifer. She, uh, she polishes her public profile as a feminist activist. It's gross and dirty is what it is. It's disgusting. So at the end of the story, Open the Book says that not long after we ran this story, they were suddenly in compliance with their legal filings with the government. So yeah, there well, you go. The, pa- the paperwork is, is just paperwork. But the real crimes are that they're donating money to Jennifer Newsom. And in return, Gavin Newsom is steering huge contracts to these companies. To be indicted like Mark Ridley Thomas. And- oh, yeah. This is, this is, is a price. That, that family, that Newsom, uh, Jennifer and Gavin Newsom, that's dirty what they're doing. That's just filthy stuff. All right, when we come back, more on wealthy people as they gather in Switzerland. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, we mentioned yesterday, many trillions of gallons of rain fell on California during these recent storms, and we didn't really save a lot of it. Congressman Tom McClintock will join us at 2.05 to talk about our woeful water storage and, of course, our other policies, which allow most of the water to just flush out to the ocean. You'll hear all this. Every, right after suddenly, every media outlet has a story on how California has screwed up not building <laughs> reservoirs and water collection and water storage infrastructure. They all found out on the same day. Yep. We've, been, we've been yelling about this for, for probably 20 years. It's been obvious. Probably because there's been no rain the last five years. No one looked into it, but we were talking about it even then. Well, yeah, but I, but I mean, we've had we've had drought and and flood cycles since the beginning of California, since this area was settled. I I, I just I just don't. And you give them money, you give them taxes, and they simply don't build. They simply don't do it. You know, nope. it's like Garcetti got all that money for homelessness, and he simply did nothing. And a quick reminder that the Moist Line is back in three days. Your messages are collected either through the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon, or calling the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, every year, the wealthy of the world, along with political leaders and other charitable nonprofit organizations, gather in Davos, Switzerland, for the annual World Economic Forum. It's a five-day summit that started yesterday. One of the lead stories is that prostitutes are in high demand. That's the purpose of these summits and these junkets. Politicians and business leaders go to these things not because they learn anything. It's in order to drink a lot, eat a lot, and have sex with strange women. That's why they go. I've seen headlines on what these great speakers are telling the world, there's nothing you haven't heard a thousand times before. There's no new information. There's nothing being discovered here. It's the same platitudes, the same, you know, generic philosophies. But it's going to focus on gender parity, the return of manufacturing, the green transition, efforts to end tuberculosis, and the intersection of food, water, and energy. Hmm. 
Um, I guess uh, that John Kerry's there, too, huh? Here we go. Uh, The headline from the Daily Mail, demand for prostitutes skyrockets during the World Economic Forum. Okay, uh, let's hear from uh, Leanna. Leanna? She's a sex worker. Dresses in business attire so she doesn't stand out among the executives. You mean prostitute is out now? Sex worker sounds more like a profession, right? Yes, escort is a more... Um, cultured way. Oh, escort, yeah. That's uh, even nicer. Describing it, yes. Uh, but they, they came up with sex worker in the last 10 sex, years. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's a woke term. That's a woke term to try to... Uh, to uh, justify legit- the fact that yeah. this is all they can do to get by in the world. Right. She's working there. She may be working on her back, but she's working. Uh, so Liana charges $760 an hour. Oh my God! That's uh, high end. Well, that, I mean, what are we talking about? Here? Billionaires. She, what is she doing for seven sixty an hour? That must be uh, twenty five hundred dollars for the whole night plus travel expenses. Huh. The uh, the manager of one escort service in a town a hundred miles away from the summit says she's received eleven bookings and twenty five inquiries huh. and expects more. Some it's book- a good idea to go 11 miles away because you don't want the, the hooker too close to where everybody else is hanging around the summit. Before. Uh, some book escorts for themselves and their employees to party in the hotel suite. The 36-year-old Liana is staying at a hotel near Davos. She will not say who her influential clients are. Believe me, you don't want to get into litigation with them. In 2020, an investigation found at least 100 prostitutes traveled to Davos for the summit. That was according to a local Swiss police officer. They spend a lot of time blathering about climate change and global warming. That war. seems to a, be in recent years what, what comes out of this, right? That's why stupid stone-faced John Kerry's there. One okay. Over 1,000 private jet flights arrived and departed in airports serving Davos during their last summit in May. Well, that's not oh, uh, climate healthy. Because they're fakes. They have, oh. to, they have to talk about something to justify the trip, especially to their wives. Hmm. The purpose, you go back to the main headline. It's the prostitutes. You get all this bizarre, you get this bizarre sex for five days, and then you write it off as a business expense. I'm sure it's uh, coded very cleverly on the credit card bill. Greenpeace did blast the use of corporate jets to ferry in bigwigs. I always like the word bigwigs. Of course, it, it smacks of hypocrisy. You know, I read well, John who didn't go. George Soros is not there this year, and everyone's wondering why. Uh, well, I mean, he's the he's, evil George Soros is always talked he, about. He's around ninety. They're funding all these. Yeah, yeah it didn't anyway. say it was his health. They're not sure why. Well, he didn't, see, uh, when you get to be ninety, a prostitute isn't going to do you any good, so you don't go anymore. But doesn't he want to meet up with other no billionaires? No, 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 and... no none of them actually care about any of this. What, 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 what is it? What, every year I hear about this conference. What is it that the world gets out of it? Nothing. I... Nobody gets anything. I'm telling you, it's five days away from, you know, most of these guys are old. And well, it's they, to they, see and be seen. They, they, right? No, no it's, it's to eat, drink, and have sex with But it's uh, also to be seen. You want to look like you're among the elites. And oh, you want to maybe. Like the, you, you got the invite to the big, big, big events. Maybe there's some uh, ego rubbing going on there. Hmm. There's a uh, one official driver for the forum said he picked up a sex worker who claimed she'd been forced by her boss to sleep with an older client at a delegate's hotel. Forced. Hmm. Forced. Like like these women don't know what's coming, right? 
Well, her boss, that means, yeah, they've got the uh, the John, right? The uh, Not the John. The, the pimp. Uh, the pimp, right, who yeah, gets well, these girls set up. It's not a great line of work for no. these sex workers. Uh, All right. When we return, Congressman Tom McClintock, obviously a longtime member of our state legislature, one-time candidate for California governor, but now for many years a congressman serving a district up in Northern California, will join us. He's one of the people we turn to when we have a question like this. What the hell happened with water storage? And of course, back in 2014, we passed a big bond measure to fund water storage. Not much has come of it. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.